0: All right. It looks like we are going live.
1: We are still trying out this whole live feature through our Podbean app, and it sounds like Heather is joining us now. So awesome!
2: Um,
1: I can't hear you yet, but oh, there
2: you are. I didn't. I didn't realize I was live. Live. Yeah, you
1: just. Yeah, you can just jump right in. All right. Yeah, that's the, that's the interesting thing about this one, is you just kind of, like, once I press the button, it's, yeah. You're, you're all on. Great. So there's no buffer time. But yeah, we're just trying this out still, um, getting used to the app and its features and doing the whole live thing. We didn't really promote this one at all. So
2: But we do have interesting shit to talk about. We do
1: have interesting shit to talk about. It's been a really weird few days. For you. It well. I mean, haven't you kinda had some weirdness too? Or is it just mostly me? Mm -hmm. Mostly you. Mostly me. Well Yeah.
2: Anyway. (laughs) It's been a it's been
1: a really weird couple of days for me. Um I have, I have not really slept well, and yesterday was exceptionally odd, um, and I've been trying to make some sort of sense of what's happening, and, and really nothing is, is coming to mind except for something that I ended up watching yesterday you know it's it's really interesting i think one of the big reasons why i wanted to do this to talk it out a so that you know hopefully i get some sort of answers through the talking it out because mm-hmm. this is how our conversations normally go one of us had an experience or is having an experience and it doesn't quite add up in our heads and it seems like the minute we get on the phone with each other, that's when the clarity actually starts to hit. Right. Between between the both of us, between our guides together, working in tandem, we we normally find some sort of, you know, relief to the situation or... Revelation. Or revelation or you know, some sort of sense, something to make us feel not so wacko um, (laughs) when, when we're going through it, because, um, you know, and, and that's the thing, that's the thing here is when, when you say yes to this journey, the chances are you are going to have many, many moments where you stop for a second and say to yourself, am I, am I okay? Like is, is this, <laughs> what the hell is happening here? And am I okay with this? Like, can I continue this? Yeah. And, am I am I down? And I was thinking about it this morning, and it's like the journey has been so interesting thus far, because you know it's like the early part of my journey, I really didn't have a whole lot of say in the matter you know I was like three the first time that I can really remember or grasp the fact that I was seeing feeling and hearing things that that were unusual Mm -hmm. to most people it wasn't until I was seven or eight until I realized that that was not something that that all people were seeing or feeling or experiencing. And as I got to my teenage years, where I was actually trying to actively figure things out, you know, my, my, I was very much in a, and I'm realizing it now, and it really kind of hit me this morning as I was thinking about it, as I was very much in a play phase at that point in my life.
2: You mean when which you were
1: free? When I was a teenager. Oh. <laughs> with, with, no, when I was a teenager with, with, with the actively trying to um, figure stuff out and, and discern a path, I was very much in a place of, of play and um, being triggered creatively because the, the way that I was figuring things out was very much based in like um, you know like I was doing Ren Fairs at the time I was reading a lot of like um, medieval poetry and and very much into like fantasy reenactment and and (laughs) things of that nature
2: so full-blown fantasy goth mode activated exactly
1: exactly and even like in the the goth and you know stuff like that that it i had created for myself a a different reality to play in and i was having a good time there Mm -hmm. it was it was easier to navigate all of the weird that I was experiencing because I could do it in a more playful manner that didn't seem so, um, you know, it wasn't threatening.
0: Wasn't so serious.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, and, and other people were willing to play along with me, even if they weren't in the same situation Mm. that I was in, I felt more accepted I felt like it was easier to, to go off and do my searching, you know, like there were, there were still eyebrows being raised. And, and I think there was still a level of, wait, are you serious? Or like, how is this working? (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think I was still trying to figure that out at that point in time but it was it was easy it was easier to explore at that point and i felt like i had good support in the fact that i could entertain all of the weird stuff that was coming up like in its own little room you know not so um and it wasn't so it just wasn't so threatening yeah it wasn't threatening it felt comfortable enough that i could continue
0: mhm
1: you know and this was you know in my in my beginning you know my my way of kind of diving into it was like well you know i'm i'm already playing in this particular realm of being at at Renfair and so you know and i know that i have this celtic heritage and so i kind of dove into that persona and let that that person that was going out to fair every weekend really play in in that discovery mode. And did you so rename I could yourself?
2: Huh? Did you rename yourself? I did. No. I did. I no. Did. We all had we all had fair names. Of course oh, I did. Oh no. Well here's here's
1: the reason for that though. There is a very, very, very serious reason why you do this at FAIR.
2: Yeah, before you You get to the serious justification, can you tell me your FAIR name? Kaylin. Okay, well, at least it didn't have the word cat in it.
1: No, it was Kaylin. Um, No, the reason why you do that is because there's a lot of drunken idiots that come to FAIR that want to pick up on you. And you never, ever, ever use your real name. (laughs) You never, ever, ever use your real name at FAIR. You just don't, you come up with a persona, you buy into the persona and you, you play that out. It's, it's LARPing, but you get paid. <laughs> <laughs> it's LARPing, but you get paid and meal breaks. Um, and in the midst of all of that, I was doing my discovering of my, of my heritage, of my witchy self. Of that you know of that particular portion of me, um, you know delving into mythology and um, anything I could get my hands on like like uh, my mentor was very much into like her way of kind of opening it up for us was uh, astrology she she read a lot of. Linda Goodman and so you know I was 14 15 year olds reading reading Linda Goodman's love signs you know trying to figure out who I was destined to be with <laughs> <laughs> you know or or trying to figure out what it meant to be a Gemini with with a Virgo rising and and things like that and through that I kind of gave myself permission to dive deeper. It's like, okay, well, well, what does it look like, you know, if if I'm a natural witch, which was really what I decided that I was earlier on, and that was kind of what I dove into because I was very into um, you know what I consider now to be you know herbalism and plant medicine and things like that and, and being out in nature and using nature and communing with nature and and all of those things mm-hmm. and you know that that was my that was my initial dive into opening up to my gifts and really seeing, where they would take me and what my interests were but it was very it was all done in in a manner of play and and I kind of stuck with that and kept exploring that but when I left fair and I decided to not do that anymore because I was going into the quote-unquote real world and doing quote-unquote real work yeah totally which my real work became Disney and you know it was fun to talk about the fair aspect as long as I could couch it and I did Ren fair people had a certain understanding of what that was and what people who did those sort of things like the sort of things that they were into so nobody really questioned a whole lot like Sure, they
2: just took you at trope value.
1: Yeah, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a fair thing. Yeah. And it's like and in that way, I could con- I could continue to explore without again, without it feeling threatening. Now, when fair ended, and I dove further into the world, you know, I had my own my own practices and my own things that I had been building, but for the most part you know, my, my friend group, my circle, knew what I was about for the most part. But I hadn't explored that as deeply as when I started working in the metaphysical community. And then that opened up the door for more of the extraterrestrial type stuff. Like, I had my... I had my boundaries when I was younger. Like I was willing to dive all in to the, you know, um, the mythologies and the. The things of this planet. (laughs) Yeah. And the things that, well, because I had been dipping into them for for as long as I had felt comfortable. Right. To dip into. It didn't, you know, there was, there was a place for it in my life and I kind of kept it in its place. Right. And I could break free from that when I wanted to. and Virgo of you. And go, you know, be quote unquote normal somewhere else around Mm -hmm. other people who didn't understand those things. Sure. But the line started to blur more as I was involved more in the metaphysical community. And that's when, you know, even even in the beginning, I kind of had my look. I'm down with all of this over here. That stuff that's over there, mm, uh, I don't know yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as I started leaning into that more and discovering more of that, eh, I kind of started realizing, look, you reach a certain point where If you say yes
2: to one, you have to
1: say yes to them all because they're all interconnected.
2: Well, I mean, didn't we reach that point? At least I know I did when we were ghost hunting. Yeah. And you just realize that (laughs) the same healthy skepticism that you're trying to exercise over the dead people that are talking to you and the ghosts that are, you know, just a pair of legs walking in front of your very eyes – Um, that same healthy skepticism is what people are claiming when they're talking about Bigfoot and when they're talking about shadow people and when they're talking about extraterrestrials. So good luck with that. You know, you've seen them one, you've seen them all. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But there was still a
1: part of me that was still fighting that to a certain extent. Like Mm -hmm. I could allow myself to go so far and then I would kind of go, uh, I don't know that I'm ready to talk about that yet. I don't know that I'm ready to wrap my head around that yet. Mm -hmm. And I kind of reel myself back in, but there was always this gnawing at the back of my head that went, ah, but there's something there and you know it, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to explore it eventually because you're curious, you're curious and you feel a pull towards it. So you're going to have to honor that at some point. I just never knew when that was going to be. And it, and it really hit strongly when when i became more involved in the metaphysical community mm. and but that's also when i started to see where the links were and i think that's maybe why it took me a little bit longer is because i couldn't see i couldn't see how they were interconnected like i hadn't heard the word lumiria yet i hadn't heard you know about you know star seeds yet i hadn't heard about you know lyrans and arcturians and all of that stuff yet like that that came a little later but once that kind of once that can got opened (laughs) it was it just kind of all came spilling out at once and i remember having you know my guides kind of having a conversation with me and going look What do you think angels are? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Angels are extraterrestrials. (laughs) I mean, you know, you kind of, it's like, you're okay with that, right? You're okay with that because you've heard about that since you were little itty bitty. You've had religious family and you've heard about angels your whole life. Mm -hmm. So that's not scary, right? (laughs) It's like, no. It's like, okay, well, this is the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like uh but hollywood but green little men but independence day but you know close encounters of the third kind and yeah what do you mean you know and it's like area 51 oh, no <laughs> um i don't want to be abducted uh or better yet i think i felt look i'm already crazy enough I don't know that I'm ready to take that next step of crazy. <laughs> and then you realize that crazy is the new normal. And <laughs> that's just where we're at. And now we're in full blown.
2: And the process of, of realizing crazy is the new normal, it well, it varies from person to person. For me, I spent a good two or three years asking on a daily basis, am I crazy? Am I crazy? Like to whoever was around of course I had to be careful when it came to asking my brother but <laughs> I definitely asked because what was coming through and the volume of what was coming through and how it was coming through and w- and the implications it had for my life and the implications it had for everyone's life were so big and so overwhelming that it makes you not only question your own sanity in terms of Am I really hearing this? Am I is this real? But it makes you question your sanity in so much as you don't expect to be privy to such information. So you can't trust it because why would they tell your dumbass? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um Yeah, I I
1: absolutely hear you and and sameze. Um that's that's exactly how it was for me as well but I was surrounded by other people who were also all in and sometimes that made it easier and sometimes that made it worse because at the time when I was like "Ah," like this this and this but not that like (laughs) I'm not ready for that yet and they're like
2: oh yes that (laughs) <laughs> and it's like,
1: eh, but is it really though? And it's like, yeah, 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 that's a thing. And it's like, oh, okay, okay, like dealing with people who were all in that that would, you know, come in for whatever reasons to to the shop that I worked at. Um, I remember having this. One person come in very early on um, in in my time there and she was very frantic and was looking for for help for her brother and her and her brother had been very close and they had had certain experiences together but um, her, her experience was very, it was a very fear based experience. And that's where I would run into roadblocks, is because I did not know how to deal with people at that time um, who were all in, but having a very fear based experience. Mm hmm. I I couldn't wrap my head around how to help with that or how to comfort them. And ultimately, I suppose that that's probably the reason why I ended up there, so that I could have those experiences, so mm-hmm. that I could see that, so that I could see somebody else having those experiences and learn how, how to suss that out for myself, how to, you know, um, gain clarity about that in my own head, Uh, how to, um, how to look at that objectively in my own mind and, and really try to dive in and discern what was actually happening like what was happening that made that a fear-based experience for them why did it make me so uncomfortable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um you know why why was i uncomfortable with with that with going down that particular direction um and you know, and it it does really depend on where you are in your in your mental state. I mean bef- before you ever ever say yes to any of this, it's like if, if you're not in a really good space, chances are that you are going to have a fear-based experience. Because you're already there. You know what I mean. If you're if you're already sitting in that space, that's just going to continue. It's going to paint whatever reality you you decide to shake hands with. Well, um,
2: I mean, we can't we can't see through anyone's lenses but our own. And if mm-hmm. we've lived a life where we have been indoctrinated into a system that guides us towards being afraid of everything, um, one of the biggest triggers. Within that indoctrination is the idea that you don't have to be afraid. <laughs> fear is a coping mechanism; it's a defense mechanism. Yeah. And when you are on the path to a spiritual awakening, the first line of communication is "do not fear." <laughs> that goes mm-hmm. against everything you know, and uh, and it has to be broken down into bits and pieces and experiences that support. The new agenda because it is a new agenda. We, you know, when you are born um, human into this planet, you are born into fear. Yeah. Your parents are afraid. <laughs> They're afraid of illness. They're afraid of losing you. They're afraid of losing their parents. They're afraid of not being able to pay the bills. They're afraid of losing their job, loss, 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 lack, 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 afraid, afraid, afraid. And so suddenly something turns on inside of you and you're like, but what about all of this weird stuff over here? Fear it. Fear it. Because it's weird. And if people think you're weird, you may end up in an asylum somewhere locked away in a straitjacket. And that's where your brain takes you. And Mm -hmm. here you have people who have already embraced the the weird. And they're like, oh, aliens. (laughs) You're like, you know what? I can't argue that, you know, we're not alone in this big, crazy universe, but I'm not ready to jump on the the UFO with you. It's Like, I'm not going up to the top
1: of the building with a sign that says, welcome.
2: (laughs) Not not right right yet. No, I mean, (laughs) you you. know, if they show up, cool, (laughs) but I'm over here trying to figure out uh, how to pay my bills. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and to that end, it's easy to see why so many factions come through with a lot of very lovey dovey light messages because it can be a very uh, unsettling event when you start to open yourself up to all of this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and I had a friend not too long ago and I, to this day we have not sat down and had, a deeper conversation about it but um you know she's pagan she's been on a pagan path for for a while and she's down with all of that but but she had not she had not spilled over into the the world of more extraterrestrial <laughs> type things and and as i started bringing more things up and kind of showing how different things work together I could see her going, uh, okay, like, some of that makes sense and triggers something. But, like, you know, I could also see her questioning can I continue to have these conversations with her because it, is it always going to turn this direction because I don't know <laughs> if that I'm down for that conversation <laughs> and like and I, I told her a few like book titles to read and things like that and but the hardest thing is when you once you get to this stage I feel like it was easier for me to pick up some books on like natural witchery and things of that sort. And for me to be completely down with it and read it and go, well, this is very normal. Mm -hmm. Like this, this looks like things that. Oh, it's common sense. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, these are things that I already know from my past somewhere. And, And of course now with the continued work that I've done and doing more past life work, I absolutely know that that is, you know, something that I had, you know, a real practical knowledge of way before I discovered it in this lifetime. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: so putting all of those little cues together, it's like, well, of course, I had no problem believing in any of that or, or, you know, uh, tapping into that at all, that, of course, that was going to go well. I didn't have a whole lot of trauma built up around that. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I realized is once I got to more of the, the kind of space version of the (laughs) storylines, that's where (laughs) the trauma triggers started popping up. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it was like, oh, these are much older and much deeper than these other things it's like i spent more time in this spot than i did in that spot over there which is why it was so much easier mm-hmm. over there <laughs> you know that that was still that was fresher it was um not as scary there were not as many traumas there this is this is more trauma packed um so yeah, so as I started exploring more of this side of things, that's where I really started unpacking a lot of my shit, or so that's what it feels like, mm-hmm. is is that brought up a whole lot more to explore that maybe I, at least in the beginning, I, I really wasn't sure whether whether I was down to do that, but at the same time, pretty much like I had in every other major turning point within my journey there's that nudge that yeah you're 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 going to step more into this because this is just what's next um this is just the next the next part of that
2: you can't refuse evolution
1: no no and and it does it does help put things in perspective and it makes more sense. Like there were always things, little scattered pieces of my life that didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. It's like, why am I so interested in space travel? Why do I love the stars so much? Why did I want to build spaceships out of lawn furniture as a child? Mm -hmm. Why did I want to go to space camp so bad? You know, why, why did I like space shows? um that was always really interesting to me as i started looking back and and seeing how all those little pieces pieces fit together uh-huh. it was like oh so that filled in all the gaps um but over the last several days it's been interesting <clears throat> Well, I guess it didn't just happen over the last couple of days.
0: It's
1: been really prevalent (laughs) over the last couple of days. I mean, this is this has been years long process here. Well, no,
2: but it it seems like the trigger happened the second you decided you wanted to go to the beach and do moon work. Like, I feel like that was the setup for the setup.
1: Yeah. Well, for this particular week,
2: yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For the for the current topic.
1: For for the for the
2: current ride I'm
1: on, yeah. Um, but one of the things that I watched yesterday that, that kind of helped a little bit, um, was, uh, it was a Jamie Price video. Jamie Price is, um, like, I haven't delved into her a whole, whole lot, but I pick her up on occasion through YouTube, mostly, Mm -hmm. um, She'll end up in my, and this is the way this normally has gone for me. So the minute I kind of started saying yes to all of this, information started showing up in my YouTube feed. And it's not because I was searching for it. It's because it just kind of started bubbling up into my
0: YouTube feed. Mm
1: -hmm. So I wasn't searching for it necessarily. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't adding in keywords it's just what kind of started coming up, and I found her um, at the time that I was discovering light language. Um, she is she's one of those people who who uses light language, who teaches light language. Um, I had had my experiences with them with it already. Uh, my experiences had been just having it randomly come through and spontaneously just spontaneously and having no clue what the hell it was. but I am an I'm a very investigative person. I like research. I like to dive into things. I like to figure things out. I like puzzles. and so. My first inclination was, wow, if this is going to stick with me like this, I'm going to write it down phonetically. And then I'm going to write it out how I think it would be spelled. And then I'm just going to start looking up random words, that, <laughs> you know, and see if it means anything in any language. I because I didn't know. Right. I didn't know what in the hell it was. Um, She's speaking in tongues. Uh, well, and that's the thing. And that's the thing as as I started kind of writing things down and looking things up and it was weird because I would every once in a while like every every couple lines or so I would find words I would actually find words that actually put together a little something mm-hmm. but they were all like very ancient language and I'm like that's so weird it's like okay well then what are these other things maybe? can you
2: give it for instance
1: um i'm trying to remember now because this is <clears throat> it's been a while but in particular there was there was the first time i had something come through i was writing it down and one of the the first things it would And I chose it because it was a word that kept popping up throughout this, you know, I guess I'll call it a transmission. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't remember what it is at the moment, but I know it was in... It was like in a tribal language from... I, I want to say it was like a Asian-based tribal language, like an Indo-Asian-based tribal language that is no longer used. Uh-huh. And it meant... um I think it was referring to a moon goddess. It was like the name of a moon goddess. And I was like, I'll be damned. That's interesting. Um, and it was pretty much spelled exactly the way I spelled it out. Huh. And I was like, well, hell, what else is in here? So I kept going. And, and as I kept going, and was trying to figure all of this out because again i didn't even know i didn't even know keywords to type in at that point i was so new to the concept of it that like i didn't even know to call it like light language yet i didn't know that that was a topic that people were already talking about um and as i started to kind of make sense of it in my mind i'm like you know it's it's so interesting because when i play it back for myself I go, well, it sounds like a cross between some sort of like Polynesian and Native American. And I can hear a little bit like of this, like European language in there. I, I could hear other languages in it and it made me curious to like, Keep playing. I started playing other, like, um, other kind of older language songs and hearing the tones and the sounds and the flow of it. And it was all really similar. And something in my head when I think that's actually what speaking in tongues is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's light language. It's a type of light language. And that triggered me in a really weird way. I was like, wait a second. How in the hell can some of the shit from my childhood, some of the religious stuff that I've been rebelling against for so long, actually be a part of what I'm experiencing now, like, do mm-hmm. I have to like make? Do I have to make up with that? Do I have to like shake hands and be friends with that? Um, and that continued to be a thing as I moved along. Um, but anyway, kind of, kind of rolling it back to to what I saw yesterday. Um, so I was listening to Jamie Price, and she gives. Um, she channels messages. Uh, I'm trying to remember what galactic group she channels. A galactic angelic group. She's so always talking about Arian. Arian, that's right. Thank you. Um, and lyran and Sirius and like there's there's other groups that that are
2: always involved. Yeah, usually um, I think her her sort of like hub is the Council of Time or something like that, and
1: I I think that's what yeah I think she calls it the the Ariane Council of Time
2: or something like
1: that. Um, but what caught me yesterday was that, and this transmission I think was from actually like a year ago, and this just mm-hmm. goes to show twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's like this just goes to show when you get called or tapped to listen to something, you know, be it a podcast, a YouTube video, a uh, post on a social media or whatever from someone who who channels or gives transmissions. Don't worry about the timing of it. Don't worry about it saying this was four years ago, and think that it's not going to apply. This is where we get into that whole timey wimey um, <laughs> mashup business. Time where... is mushy.
2: That's that's all you need to remember. Time is mushy. <laughs> time time is
1: mushy, and you know everything all at once. Um, but she was doing a card pull and giving the message at the same time. And while I don't remember particulars, the gist of it was there is this kind of spiraling effect happening. And we're going through these periods of getting information and things kind of open up and they speed up and lots of energy pours through. And then as we kind of start to do that dive into it, that's that spiral is kind of doing this corkscrew into this tighter um, this tighter base. so as we're spiraling through it, it's kind of closing in energetically and we, get these weird points of either coming to a stop and kind of going, wow, so much was happening. Why isn't anything happening now? Or so much was coming through and now nothing is coming through. Or I had things to go on two days ago and now I feel like I'm clueless. Mm -hmm. Or I felt like I was on a roll and now I feel like I've gone backwards 10 steps and she's like what what that is is a that that is the moving into the new space you're you're getting lumps of information or things are starting to open up and come together about some things and then as you're moving closer to that that space of moving into a new space it's like going through the birth canal. And so all of a sudden, now you're really tight and uncomfortable again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's dark and things are, you know, maybe fear is starting to come up more triggers more trauma triggers are starting to happen. Um, because you're getting ready to move through a new space.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you're trying to work through the shit that you have on your plate currently as you're, moving into that new space right and that started making more sense as to the because I was going back and forth and back and forth and yesterday was like a damn roller coaster (laughs) I went from being totally cool in the morning and being like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna work on some things here for the podcast and I got these other things I'm gonna look into today and you know, I'm gonna watch a couple videos and I'm gonna give some advice to a friend and then the heat set in and I got I started getting
2: uncomfortable. The heat refers to the actual weather. The the actual <laughs>
1: weather. The actual Southern California Just to weather, be clear
2: just,
1: just you know when when you are a pale person it's it's not a I'm, I just don't feel built built for this at all. However, I also cannot have them leaving California because I cannot leave my ocean. Um, so I'm I'm sure there's work to be done around that too at some point in time. But yeah, so it was it was hotter than Hades yesterday, and it was really uncomfortable. And I got in this really weird mental space where all of a sudden. I was just irritated and frustrated at everything. It was Mm -hmm. too hot. I could not get comfortable. I was hungry, but I didn't want to eat anything because it was too hot and I was uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't want fruit. I wanted real food. I didn't want meat because that sounded gross. I didn't want to heat anything. But, and I didn't want anything substantial. I wanted to pick at something, but I didn't see anything that was good. Nothing sounded good. I kept going back into the kitchen and like opening up cabinets and the refrigerator and the freezer, looking at things like, like I was going to discover <laughs> something new that, that was going to uh, fill my purpose and nothing, there was nothing. Um, But I had kind of been milling about in the morning and doing things before actually like, getting a shower and things like that so I decided fine I can't I can't you know do anything about the food thing right now because obviously I'm I'm not in a space to do that so I'm gonna go sit in the tub and and see if I can you know cleanse myself to a better attitude I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I thought was going to happen. Although, what I another thing that I have noticed lately is that the minute I will go to sit in a tub is usually one of those times when my guides will come in and give me a bunch of information.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think, pardon me, it was like, ooh, maybe this will trigger my guides to come up and help. Mm-hmm. And early in the morning, I had done a meditation where I had asked for help. On my current like the things that I'm working on currently which are mostly body issues um, body issues the the physical self relating back to the physical self uh, taking better care of my physical self uh, communing better with my physical self all and you know the list goes on um, so I had kind of already asked for help in in those areas and it's a, Bath time happened and all of a sudden I like kind of blanked out and I was only partially aware of like where I was at and what I was doing Mm -hmm. and light language, which I have not spontaneously had a light language transmission I'm going to say that's maybe five six months or so and this was significant like I I don't know exactly how long it went on because again I wasn't completely all quote-unquote here Mm -hmm. for it um but it felt like a long time like usually it's pretty quick it comes in and it's done with you know within a minute or two this felt like it went on forever and ever and ever um and i had so much like uh I, I, don't, I don't even know how to really explain it. There was just a lot of like force behind it. Like it felt big. Whatever was coming through felt big, mm-hmm. but I could not as me in my physical body connect to whatever the message was. Um, it was really strange. And there was really nothing I could do about it. I mean, I'm sitting in a tub full of water. It wasn't like I could go run and grab my phone or a pen and a paper. Like I wasn't even that that physically conscious mm-hmm. of what was happening. It was very much like what happens during a normal channeling session for me when I'm kind of get sucked out of the way and I'm over here, kind of vaguely listening in on what's happening going, that's interesting. Except this was even more so like there was much more of me involved in actually getting out the, the information than was aware enough to sit back and watch it happen and have an opinion about it. Um, and I just remember when, as it kind of started to slow down there was a lot of emotion around it. All of a sudden emotion comes up and now I'm crying <laughs> and now I'm having the big heart swells. And now I'm having, you know, like now I feel incredibly dizzy. And so like, it took me a while to, to like get out, make, make my way back to the bedroom kind of lay down and try to wrap my head around what was happening and um, that's kind of when I started going okay something, something's something got to click here something's going to make sense somewhere let's try to do a meditation and that's kind of when I found some of the Jamie Price stuff um, and I hadn't seen anything of hers for a while so I must have gone through like I don't know three or four videos of hers and i felt slightly more settled and then i went to talk to you because i was like this is weird like i don't know what this is about and as i started trying to tell you about it again the emotion came up again and i'm like holy crap like what is this but she had several videos where she's like you know, things are going to start coming up and and really, it's about letting go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's not the only one that had talked about this. This also go, falls in line with, we also listen to um, Ann Tucker. Mm-hmm. And Ann Tucker does uh, trans channeling um, for an angelic group. And she had had similar videos very recently of the same sort of thing it's like there are certain things that we have been holding on to that we are starting to release and as they are starting to come up it's what we're kind of being asked to do is to not do those deep dives into trying to figure out what it is but just simply release it and let it go and I'm like okay was that what, like, the crying is all about? <laughs> like,
2: I, I mean, there's no better release than crying.
1: There really isn't. There really isn't. It's probably the most gentle thing that, that you can offer yourself is just to, you know, let that lovely salt water flush it out of your system. Let Let your body feel it. And then say goodbye to it. And I think, I think I was having a hard time saying goodbye to whatever that was. It Hmm. was like, it was almost like a, like I'm losing a
2: friend. Interesting. Sort of a feeling. So a part of you, whatever this was, a part of you was identifying with it. mm -hmm, It was, it was part of your identity and you had to say goodbye to it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Not weird, but weird. Weird, exactly
1: so and and that's kind of the whole point here it's this this whole realm is both weird and not weird at all yeah all the time all the time there's like (laughs) i don't think there's ever a time when i'm like oh sure well that seems completely normal like but what's normal
2: my normal isn't normal Yeah there is no normal. People's normal
1: normal isn't normal uh, right uh, now.
2: Anything but normal. There is no normal. There is no normal.
1: It's it's it is a it is a free for all. It is a free falling. Everything getting tossed up. All the pieces are going everywhere. You know, it's (laughs) I feel like, you know, when when you used to go on vacation and you'd go to play like board games or something and you get the board game out of the closet and you got like you know you were going to play Monopoly but you have you know half of the pieces are from Risk and half the pieces are from you know you got a battleship in there and you got some (laughs) little cars from from Life in there and the candles showed up from Clue you know and it's like and it's all mixed up in the same board game you're like well what am I supposed to do with this? Well, when you were a really young kid, you went cool, extra pieces, right? Make up a round game. Yeah. And As an adult, you go E-er-er-er-er. like this does not compute, <laughs> and and you short out a little bit because somebody fucked with your game, <laughs> and you know it, and. And it its it becomes an interesting thing to have to come back around to you know what I really need to do is just step into being a kid again and go, "Cool, new pieces to play with right, and figure it out and that's another thing that's been coming up a lot lately is the whole concept of play absolutely and and being in a mode of play and getting curious. Um, the other key word for me that, that Jamie had been using a lot was um, potential. Potential We're we're coming into a place of potential where we're working with potential. And that has always been a huge trigger word for me because it's part of the reason that i know that i said yes to all of this was due to potential Mm. and wanting to see potential come to wanting to see what happens when people actually step into potential and i'm here and i don't think i know what to do with that sometimes
2: you know it's like what do you what do you mean you don't know what to do with what
1: with with that whole concept
2: the
0: concept of potential?
1: If, if, well, it's like, what does that mean to me now? Right. Um, what and, does it mean
2: to you now for you? Or what does it mean to you now for the world?
1: Um, both. Both. Because, Good.
2: <laughs> because the
1: the part of me that's triggered by that word, or has been triggered by that word, um is, has a very particular um, vision of what that is. And I can't quite, I've never been able to quite tap into it all the way, but it feels really big and it feels very much from the heart space. It feels, it feels good. It feels good and it feels um it feels like freedom is what it feels like Mm -hmm. if i if if i had to put a different word kind of overlapping it to make it make sense to to myself in this particular incarnation that's i think what i would most closely identify it with but um but, but a type of freedom where, where things just kind of fall into place and you don't have to work so hard and everybody is in a place of understanding of what they can do, what they bring to the table, why it's so important that they're here. So I'm literally answering these questions for myself right now as we speak. I'm just Woo-hoo! letting you know like it's you're welcome
2: glad I could help coming through you
1: know (laughs) and again this is why we do this yeah um you know so I think that's that is the sort of thing that I'm looking for but at the same time I don't think I'm fully grasping or can grasp like there's a part of me that is taking a look at what's going on I'm gonna say my higher highest whatever self me is taking a look at, at the full situation right now going yes this is what's being triggered mm-hmm. and I'm happy about it mm-hmm. more connected to my daily life me is going I don't see it <laughs> just quite yet mm-hmm. um, and there's, there's like you gotta convince me that this is what's actually happening because I feel a whole lot of yucky
2: and convening convening with your higher self is like living with the the annoying hippie roommate (laughs) a little bit like you know that they have wisdom that you're not tapped into yet but god they're annoying yeah
1: well, you know, and as, we, as we've said before, a lot of the things that come through are very, feel very patronizing on the onset. Yeah. But at the same time, you can also see where it's like, well, but if they delivered it in that, like, I could, you have the little conversation with yourself. It's like, I don't like it when I hear it. From somebody else delivering it. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like. But. Like at the same time. I have to give it a little bit of space. And go yeah. But if somebody was. Delivering it. In a different way.
0: Would it really
1: be. As effective. To. To the greater collective right now probably not because a lot of the things that that are coming through are are, are frightening are scary they are triggering triggering traumas and fear and things of that nature so you know it, there there kind of has to be a little bit of let's settle you first before we really start getting into things
2: Right, like I well, can take it. It's the it's the opening, right? I mean, yeah. If it were if it were put to us in a way that um, made us comfortable, we'd ignore it or gloss over it because it was comfortable. Um, so sometimes the best way to make us uncomfortable is to throw what feels like affirmations and platitudes at us mm-hmm. when we're in a, a moment or time of resistance. Because what's the first thing we're going to do? We're we're going to, you know, we're going to argue with ourselves. And that that energy, it's it's using our own coping mechanisms, you know, in our favor, really, because we're going to argue with ourselves. But what does that do? It makes us pay attention. And then it makes us a bit irritated or frustrated or even angry. And then we want to figure out what the real, real is.
1: Yeah, it initiates the deeper conversation. Absolutely. And, and you know, their point is, like, we don't care how it happens, but the deeper conversation needs to happen. We just need you to get there. and We need you to get there in your own time.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: whenever you decide to, you know, dip into that, that's good. We're here. But, yeah. So So that's kind of what's been... When what's been coming up and again yesterday felt like a freaking train wreck I was so by the time everything was said and done I think by about I want to say by about 4 or 4.30 yesterday in the afternoon evening I was done I was so done with the day like I my head felt floaty and full and you know almost like being congested without the congestion. It was really weird. And but congestion has been coming up for us too.
2: Which makes sense, way. especially if you're being asked to release stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. So um yeah, so it, it's been it's been an interesting few weeks and um, especially an interesting couple of days and I feel slightly better about it right now. Like I feel slightly more at the very least I feel more in my body and present for
2: the for the day. You sound like it. You sound like you're yesterday. in a good place. Yeah. I do
1: feel I, I feel better. But you know, this is why it's important to have these conversations. This is why we talk to each other about these things. And this is why we wanted to do the podcast because we know we're not the only ones going through this. Right. Um, You know, and it's hard to have those conversations because sometimes you just don't know what to say. It's like, how do I explain? How do I even try to put that into words? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I had a mini breakdown, yesterday (laughs) you know like seriously if if i had gone to a therapist uh, there would have been a lot probably a lot more talk about you know about my current stresses in life and and like you know, where I felt I was, and not that that's not a good thing, that is absolutely a good thing. And if that's, you know, if that's your way with, um, you know, taking care of that and getting yourself in a good mental place, then that's fantastic. But it usually doesn't allow you for to really go into depth about that weird spiritual pocket of things because that's mm-hmm. where it starts to make other people uncomfortable, generally speaking, um, especially somebody who is a professional who is taught that, you know, that those are triggers for, for, for certain things that they don't quite have figured out or
2: they think they have figured out. But- I mean, yes. I think that's becoming, thank goodness, I think that's becoming a thing of the past. I think that... I hope so. I I, I haven't been to an actual licensed therapist in in many, many, many years. But um, I have friends who have completed their um, therapy counseling degrees. And Mm -hmm. I would say that while, yes, some of that is still true because it's still, you know, you're still, in order to get the degree, you're still jumping through the hoops of a a uh, system that's been around for a very long time, and I think that just the evolution in that system may be slower, yeah, then Western what, medicine mm-hmm. is
1: definitely starting to broaden into more of a holistic
2: i mean it has it, it of, has, to, it do has develop, to you know yeah, exactly but uh, i think I think that that's a a miss a misnomer at this point, however, I think that um there are certain people who may benefit more from a more spiritually based counseling than a traditional therapy
1: and i would say honestly if 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 you feel like the, that's what you're being called to do both mhm you know take take care of both parts and until you get yourself to a place where where you do feel settled i i absolutely do not want to discount therapy um it's i think it's hugely important we all need somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. we all need somebody who can you know be a good listener and and hear us out when when things come up it's just that this in particular is you know it's hard to hold a conversation about you know Syrians and Arcturians with with your <laughs> with average traditional therapist. <laughs>
2: license,
1: <laughs> traditional therapist. And then the probably aliens came to me and out. said <laughs> and they're going to say and here's a lovely prescription for you. <laughs> um, you know or maybe not. Again that's my own perception right. at this time and I think you're right. There's, I think there's probably been a lot more leeway and and, you know, and it's like I'm also a sound practitioner and a Reiki master, and my husband and I have um, a business where, where we do our own, um, you know, healing therapies through sound and um, through different kinds of energy healing modalities. And I'm actually seeing a lot of traditional therapists coming to those kinds of um sessions we get a lot of therapists actually that come to sound baths and i'm really happy about that because i do think that that's something that you know once they discover for themselves they can also open that up um to their clients as well and suggest you know if if you're having a hard time uh relaxing and, and winding down from your week and unplugging from you know the the current narrative that is just running over and over in your head you might want to try something like this this might help um, you know without medication to, to just get in a more relaxed and balanced state of being mm-hmm. um, so so I am really happy. Uh, that we're starting to see more people in, in that realm um, come in and, and hang out with us. Uh, that's it, always nice to see, but I don't generally get to have in-depth conversation with them and, and I'm usually not bringing up things like you know, Larins and Arturians and people from Sirius during <laughs> town battles. Uh
2: That's a second date topic. That really is a second
1: date. <laughs> topic maybe third date <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe after we introduce them to the dog and the cat um, you know things things like that um, uh, but it's, it, it, it is a really interesting place to sit in I mean I, I catch myself all the time kind of uh, trying to take a, a bigger step back from From life in general, and taking that more holistic view of my life at this point in time, and and that's kind of when you start seeing wow, there's been a lot that has transpired in what is actually a relatively short amount of quote unquote time, right? You know what I mean? Um, and you know, and that's also when I get to see and kind of take account of all the work that I've been able to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: on my own behalf and what I've you know seen and experienced other people that I know going through um, and how far they've come. And I think that so much has been thrown at us over the last several years, especially, that I don't think we really quite understand, everything that we've put together for ourselves and all of the work
2: that we've done. like You mean as a result of everything that's been thrown at us? We haven't unpacked the results of what has been thrown at us in the last few years.
1: No. And how much growth we've actually experienced. I don't think any of us have really stopped to, to take stock of the amount of growth that we have experienced in the last three to four years I think it's it's a lot it's a lot a lot because I was thinking the other day I remember you know in in spiritual circles 2012 was you know like oh my goodness the Mayan calendar all the things this is going to be huge we were in to paranormal investigating at the time and we decided that if the whole thing was going to blow up and explode. We wanted to be on the Queen Mary. So we spent <laughs> we spent that night on the Queen Mary. And
0: did I we really? Wait, we we
1: did we? Re- <laughs> I have no. Yeah, I didn't you know realize. Her? No yes that was the first time we actually spent the night on the mary was for the big 2012 episode we were like bring it on bitches (laughs) 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 this is how it's all going down we're going down with their spooky peeps we want to be here with the ghosties we want to get trapped in the big iron box like they are (laughs) like we're gonna leave an imprint we're gonna
2: yeah
0: yeah it
1: it was like we were ready for it all to kind of go to shit and zombies and (laughs) (laughs) we were ready we had we had uh we had our little bug out bags with us i think we all packed we did we packed backpacks we had like gear we had like a little bit of survival stuff with us cuz i don't think we really were quite prepared for what was going to happen or what was going to be or go down i do
2: not recall it being that big of a deal all i recall is yay queen mary <laughs> it it well it
1: was cuz it was one of those i think we were in a space at that time where we were like it feels big like people are talking big talk in the circle you know in the in the in the realm of people who we talk about those things and it felt real enough to make us actually want to make an event out of it but at the same time it was like it was kind of like a half-heartedly it's like okay we're gonna play and have fun but also I'm gonna make sure I have my Swiss army knife just in case <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pack a pair of tennis shoes just in case and maybe a sweatshirt and some extra water in the car. You know, just in case the shit really hits the fan. All right. That <laughs> does
2: sound like prepper shit you would do, but that is not what I did. I was you like You might not have. But here's the thing. I know that when faced with the apocalypse, I'm like, let me be the first to burn, baby. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna be trapped in a video game. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna be the one shooting zombies. Uh-uh. Let me be the first to burn
1: yeah but like but I remember at that time you know we really didn't have a lot of I, I I don't think that we had any sort of concept of anything that was going to happen or what was happening on a deeper spiritual realm of things because we hadn't really we hadn't dove in that deep in yet we weren't we weren't investigating that side of
2: things that closely. No, we were still yet. stuck in our healthy skepticism mode.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were still inviting it in and taking little bite-sized pieces and chewing on it, you know, at a leisurely pace and, you know, either, either digesting it fully or going, eh, maybe I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um. But if I look at that space of time between 2012 and where we were then and where we are now, Mm -hmm. holy crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge expanse. That seems worlds and worlds away.
2: Yeah. Not the same.
1: And And it kind of is you know what i mean it it really kind
2: I, of is i feel when you say that i i get a a visual in my head of having passed through you know at least three major gateways that took us somewhere entirely unpredictable out of our realm of knowledge from from 2012 us to now we would have never seen it coming
1: oh no and and, and yet, i don't think
2: and like, yet we're more we're more ourselves right than we were then right well, we're definitely
1: freer in expressing ourselves
2: mm-hmm. now.
1: We're definitely more connected to our actual beings. We've done so much more work. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of healing work as individuals. We've faced a lot of our old traumas. We've faced a ton of stuff from from childhood. Um. And, and we have leaned into our gifts and abilities exponentially more. You know, I, I, I know that I was still kind of tiptoeing around wanting to, you know, say things during investigations and, like, speak up about what I was feeling or, or what I was getting. And there were, you know, or, or even using the term medium. Or, you know, or or anything like that, in application to myself. True. Um, you know, I I kept thinking, well, oh, oh, I'm just sensitive, you know, and it's like <laughs> you
2: were more comfortable with the term sensitive than me. I don't. was
1: more comfortable with yeah, the, with that term because I. Because if you claim medium, I,
2: people start to expect things from you.
1: Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. You know, and I knew it was like, well, it's kind of not how that works. And it really isn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like the entire spiritual world is waiting for you to plop down 20 bucks to get a reading to come through. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. If you are meant to get something, you will show up at the right place at the right time with the right individual who, and, and you're bringing your people with you, by the way. They're not waiting for you to get there. You take them to the person who is then going to say, oh, I see you brought someone with you today. <laughs> and they're
2: going to be your interpreter.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You can be your own interpreter. Um, well, in my experience, it's, you know, everybody has a team, everybody has guides, they're with us at all times. And when two people who have similar experiences are in the same space, their guides communicate. And then we come together and have an experience guided by them and the reason being is is that you know you create your spiritual communication style or your spiritual language through your experiences here on the planet and those experiences become a visual and sense memory bank Mm -hmm. by which you can receive messages or through which you can receive messages. And when your spiritual bank looks like someone else's spiritual bank enough, there are enough similarities, it facilitates a message coming through with ease. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's what's happening with, you know, most mediums. Now, when you're talking about mediums who do it for a living and are, you know, like Teresa Caputo and mediums like that, um, I think what you're dealing with is someone who delves deep. They went deep into this spiritual language and so they can connect with more people.
1: Well, they have a different set of boundaries. They have a different, yeah. um, they have a different set of expectations about how, what their day is going to look like and what they're going to allow. Because again, their boundaries are going to look quite different from your own mm-hmm. and they are going to allow for a lot more things to come through because yeah. that's what they have said yes to that's what they have signed up for right um it still doesn't mean that you are going to get you know if, if we're talking about expectations it still doesn't mean that, that you are going to get the the message that you are hoping to get if you show up for said service Mm-hmm. You are going to get the message that spirit feels you need to have right now, no Mm -hmm. matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter who you go to, you're going to get exactly what you need
2: in that moment,
1: which may or may not make sense to you in that moment.
2: And even worse, may or may not, um, what was I going to say, may or may not look like a message at all. Sometimes people get messages and they gloss over them because they're so focused on receiving something that they are desperately wanting to hear, desperately wanting to know, desperately wanting to grasp or validate that the message is completely missed and they walk out thinking, I got nothing.
1: Well, and it also depends on how that particular individual works. Like, for instance, as you were talking, um, uh, I thought about Tyler Henry. And, mm-hmm. and his style is very specific in that he asks his expectation from spirit when he is delivering messages. It's that they are going to give very precise, very unique information. So it's to identify themselves in a way where, where that person who's receiving the message is, is going to know that there is nowhere else that that information could have come from but from that individual and is now coming through this other source who is the medium. Right. Um, but very often it's, it's very like, you know, seems like bizarre and, and odd. It's like, well, why would they mention that? And it's like, well, they're going to mention that because you're the only one who would have known that you know, or very few people would have known that. Mm-hmm. And that's the validation. Um, and I think ultimately his goal is to get people to understand that, that they can connect with, with their loved ones on their own. Mm-hmm. And that these are the kinds of things that they need to look for to help them validate within themselves to open themselves up because that's the other portion. That's the other handshake that you need to make is being open to receiving.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And some people are, are going and seeking out this information without actually being open to receiving. And it's a very odd conundrum when it's in front of you, when you are a person who receives messages because you have, you might be having them come through and you are in front of a person and you're delivering them and you're like, I know that somewhere in there this is registering, but it hasn't caught up to the rest of you yet because you've built up a wall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as much as you say you want it, somewhere in there is fear. Fear around what you're going to hear, fear around. What your your spirit peeps can can see happening from the other side, you know, Fear around looking crazy. You have expectations about being judged, or you know, or something getting something, bamboozled. Something exactly. There's mm-hmm. some sort of a something that you are building up a wall, and you are keeping yourself from actually getting what you want, right? Because you have built up this this nope I ain't going there same thing happens and I'm sure you can definitely speak to this when it comes to um doing regression work right I'm sure there are I I know that I have come across many individuals who are like oh my god I would love to have that done and I'm looking at them going "Mm."
2: (laughs) well that's the thing is that the majority of people who come the majority of people that I've had come for regressions have already been doing the work as we call it. They've already been on their spiritual journeys. When I run into roadblocks or when they run into roadblocks, most of the time it's because they're protecting a perceived vulnerability. Yeah. And most of, most people mistakenly identify vulnerabilities as weaknesses True. And weakness is a word that we use to define an unacceptable vulnerability. True. And that's where the blockages come in. And if someone yeah. doesn't want to pass that barricade, there's no amount of deepening or cajoling or um, comforting um, that is going to get them to agree to do it. No outside source be able to
1: open that up for you. Hmm? You have to, no outside source can open that up for you. You have to open that for yourself.
2: Right. You,
1: you are the sole owner of the lock, the key, the password, whatever, Mm -hmm. to get through that
2: particular lock because you created it. And most of the time they've come there there subconsciously, they don't know it consciously, but subconsciously they've come to that session to unlock that door, mm-hmm. to cross that threshold, cross that threshold. That's the threshold that that has been holding them back. That's the frustration that remains unidentif- unidentified for them. Or at that least bring are, it
1: up for questioning.
2: Yeah. Well, they're they're looking to explore it, and they honestly believe, and they're not wrong in believing so that. By going into a hypnotic regression, they can approach that topic more, more safely or feel more safe in doing so. They're not wrong until they're wrong. <laughs> and it they really can is-
1: bypass that locked portion of themselves and get around it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like it's
1: not a lasso of truth.
2: <laughs> well, they're hoping for an easy button, is what they're hoping for. Yeah, they're hoping that if they can, button. if they can get um, an external source to help them step out of the way of their fear, then they will be m- more ready to deal with whatever that embedded program fear is. Um, unfortunately, when you go into a session with that kind of fear if you are not at a point where you're ready to release it, then there's no amount of depth that will take you beyond it. You have to take yourself beyond it. That's the whole yeah. point of this journey.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And trust me, and when I, when I talk about this, there's absolutely no judgment around it. Absolutely. You are where you are in yeah. your journey, and you need to be there wherever you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it's, you know, and it's it's an it's a neat trick to be able to sit in a space where you can recognize that you do have a block and start contemplating what you want to do with it. You know, if if you find yourself in that space, guess what? You're doing the work. Yep. You're starting it, it's beginning. You've you know you've you've launched that that new program (laughs) (laughs) and and good luck to you because you will get there you're just you're going to get there whenever you need to get there but there are bumps along the way and there are things that we experience that can often be setbacks or be seen as or perceived as a setback Mm -hmm. because for for some reason the minute we we really start diving in to to our path there's for most people there's this especially right now there is this like um you know like wanting to speed things up like let's hurry up and 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 get on like I want I want to know all the things yesterday right and it's like trust me it's it's a lot to take in and it's a lot to break down and it does take time and there are no shortcuts no Um, you know you have to go through whatever you need to go through and I, I emphasize the word you because everybody is going to go through this a little differently we all have similarities there are all similar things that we are dealing with we can all help each other in the way that we can give our own experiences and in hopes that our experience is a trigger for
2: you to explore that trigger huh? and, and work <laughs> through it. So our experience will trigger them to work through their own triggers.
1: Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, so and and yes, you're going to come across things that are going to seem scary and that you're going to have a hard time contemplating with because of, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Either a relationship that you're in or your relationship with family or <laughs> where you are in your career and what that is and what that entails. You know, there are going to be little things that are are going to come back and go, okay, but now that I'm here, like, what am I going to do about this? Because it's not like most people can, you know, stop what they're doing and go, okay, well, today, (laughs) today, I'm going to investigate my inner child. Right. Because, you know, that seems to be a thing. You know, if if you have kids that need to be picked up from school and a nine to, a regular nine to five and you know you're you have a family thing happening and you're in a relationship, you have all those things to deal with too. Those things don't go away. They don't magically get sorted because you know, because you realized you're a starseed. Um you know that there are more things to just work out and you get better and what you get from it is better insights into yourself which in turn turns into better insights about the kind of work you choose Mm -hmm. about boundaries that you have or have not set about how you show up in relationships about how the people that you choose to be in relationships with show up for you about
2: what you give your energy and resources to
1: exactly exactly you know that's that's what this helps you to uncover you know if if you're looking for you know hi i want i want the hall pass out of here <laughs> that's that's not happening. You know they're they're not going to come and, and and pluck you out of the your aliens aren't coming to retrieve
2: you
0: <laughs>
1: They're not going to save you from, you know, from your fucked up life right now mm-hmm. and transplant you somewhere else. They're going to open up the space, and when I say they, what I'm really talking about is you and the team that you've created knowingly or unknowingly um, with all of these different energies, Mm -hmm. because we all have them. um, You're going to sit down and you're going to figure out the why's of, of why you are choosing the things that you are choosing that are putting you in the place that you are because we do create our own realities. And it's not that you're just consistently picking shitty things for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's that there are things that are coming up for you to recognize so that you can make different choices so that you can make, you know, and, and again, it's not a judgment on any of your choices, you did the best that you could with the information that you had at the time, you know, with the things that you were taught, with the things that you've been shown, with the things that have been indoctrinated into your life thus far. You, you did what you did based on all of those things. Um, and it's not wrong and it's not bad. It's just part of your learning process, and it is all a learning process. And sometimes we just need a different way to see things and be able to kind of back up from a situation and go, oh, oh, okay, I see how I got here now.
2: And And any information, any information, anytime you get – into a situation that seems just like a situation you've just been in, you're like, I'm here again. Each time you go through it, you are unwrapping a new layer. You are, exploring a new facet. You are adding depth and color and contrast to your understanding. And that's not something that can be done most times in one fell swoop. It has to be done bit by bit so that we have time to process the information and rewrite the program. Because that's what we're doing. We're rewriting the programs that we were raised with.
1: Absolutely. And and something something in the chat here just kind of caught my attention. Um to our friend that's listening in right now. Hello, and thank you for listening in. Um, and I was attracted to the I try to help all. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome way to, to look at, at the collective, the, the trying to help, but, but know and understand that the best way we help others is by helping ourselves. Correct. When you continually give all of your energy or put all of your energy into everything around you and you neglect your own energy, that's where things kind of start to get muddled and you can get hung up very easily. Um, And it can feel very frustrating and it can feel very isolating. Um, As you do the work for yourself, and you learn to nurture yourself, and you start untangling your own webs of life, naturally, you start helping others because people around you will see a difference just in, in the way you are carrying yourself, the way you appear. Your energy will be different your frequency will be different and that is truly how we interact with the rest of the world is through our energy and our frequency um and and the more work that we are able to do internally the more that helps us externally the more people that we reach Mm -hmm. the more um you know the more we're we're able to offer people just by just by sharing very much in, in the same vein of, of how we are doing right now, um, just by talking um, and and actually putting it in a in a public forum. Um, you know what we're doing is we're working on ourselves, and then we're just sharing that work with other people, mm-hmm. and and that is very helpful because the The hard part is that you know, again, everybody needs to do that work for themselves. You cannot do that work for someone else. Um, you can help them. you can you can help them by you know being a good listener or by offering them a different perspective or or things like that, but, um, it starts with it starts with doing the work yourself.
2: Lead by example. Um, yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, this the image that lead by example conjures is marching off into the great unknown and um, blazing your own trail, and that's right. But also, lead by example gives people permission to. To m- do the same, to blaze their own trail. And I think right now, everybody is very externally focused. They want external validation. They're looking to their environment to give them permission. And the best thing you can do is show them that they don't need to wait for their environment to give them permission to move on and to heal.
1: Well, and it's like, you know, think about like any kind of group work. You get a group of people in a room to do any sort of group work and you say, okay, well, who wants to share first? And everybody kind of looks around and goes, I don't want to be the first one to say something. <laughs> I
0: don't, <laughs>
1: I don't want to, I don't want to share. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say what if, because there's all of those expectations. What if they think I'm crazy? What if, you know, maybe my, whatever my issue is, isn't as bad as everybody else's issues. And I really don't deserve to be here. There's all of these things that we conjure up and are, in our minds when when we're going to you know when 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 we're we're doing something like that or engaging in something like that so just by somebody else going hey I had this experience and then everybody else kind of relaxes and goes oh my Mm -hmm. god you know either (laughs) either that's not nearly as you know, as as crazy as I thought it was going to be, or wow, that person is way crazier than I am. I'm still okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in 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 some way or another, people are going to find um, you know some sort of connection. Mm-hmm. But and it just takes one person to to kind of get the ball rolling. So you know, here we are getting the ball rolling. Yeah
2: and on that note note, (laughs) and on that note it's time to stop the ball
1: (laughs) we've done our hour and 40 minutes that seems to be our our interestingly we we tend to like tie everything up at about an hour and 40 minutes we do new to the show this is how this normally goes you know we are totally new to the whole live thing we've been recording the shows most of the the shows so far have, have been recorded and if you're listening in now we do have a new episode coming out on this Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is at using your inside voice, all one word, and you can find all of the updates there that will. Um, take you to our link that will show you where you can find our show on all your favorite listening platforms Uh, we love to hear from you so if you have any questions or if you have ideas for show topics that you'd like to see explored you can either DM us on Instagram or you can uh, click on our email there or if you prefer or if you don't have Instagram you can also get in contact with us at using our inside voice at gmail.com again using our inside voice all one word at gmail.com so uh yeah we'd love to hear from you all and uh know what's on your minds and what you want to talk about and we can dive into it with you uh but yeah so the the episode that's coming up next on thursday will be episode number four Um, we're considering these little lives that we're doing as little bonus episodes for right now Um, I haven't posted we've only done one other one this will be our second one we'll give it a listen and if if we dig it then we'll go ahead and we'll we'll put it up and actually post it with the uh, rest of the podcast shows but there's three up at the moment so if you haven't caught up go get yourself caught up and we will see you Next time. So, you want to close us out, Heather?
2: The end. The end.
1: Is that we're <laughs> out? Well, I guess that's all the closing out I was prepared
2: to do. <laughs> it sounded like a good closeout to me. <laughs> well, then that's it.
1: And we hope you all have a great day and a great week. And thank you for letting us talk it out.
0: See you next time. Bye. Bye.